1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This one is called This Might Take a While, and that is uh, both a literal and a metaphor because this one uh, is a little longer than usual. So, two things before we begin. First, Breathwork for Overcoming Asshole Brain is available at breathehealrepeat.com. There is one without music and one that was recorded live with music, and that combo is $33. Um, I've got a Breathwork one-on-one spot available as well, and that is at breathehealrepeat.com, or just go to kristenkelp.com and click on Breathwork. Either way, uh, grab one of those, and then I've officially stopped uh, actively marketing the voice workshop, but it is free with KK on tap. So if some part of you is like, I would like to work with you for a year. And as a bonus, I would like to come to voice for free. You wouldn't go to kristinkelp.com slash tap and take a look at all of that. The other thing is that Neville, the wonder dog is actively playing with all of his toys. So if you hear growling or weirdness or tapping, that's Neville being Neville. He's a year old now and uh, he does what he wants. I have... No real control of him. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> so breathehealrepeat.com and kristinkelp.com slash tap. Work with me for a full year of coaching, four quarterly calls, uh, four uh, group coaching calls, access to the archives, and the voice workshop, which is six ninety nine, is free when you sign up for tap. So let's do this thing. <clears throat> As my voice completely fails right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. First, a quick review, and this is from the "I Hate Having a Coach" podcast. Um, I talked about there are four distinct phases in in good coaching or in any sort of growth that you're actively taking on, and they are mess, new ideas, new ways of being, and accountability. So, first, um, you're having some issues. There are some big issues, small issues, lots of issues, business issues, life issues, societal issues. The laundry has become sentient and irritable issues there's mess somewhere. We all have that in our lives. And so as we go and move into active growth with coaching, we enter into the mess and take a look around without trying to change any of it. We're observing, okay, your plumbing is leaking and there's a jaguar stuck in the kitchen. We just assess the mess. (laughs) Then we try on new ideas. We don't skip straight to action. I'm going to ask a ton of questions like, Why did you purchase this jaguar? What were you hoping to achieve? How did it get stuck in the kitchen? How can we get it to a safe place? Uh, We could just let him roam the neighborhood like the vigilante hero he thinks your town needs or call the zoo or actually start the animal shelter you've been planning in secret for 93 months. When we've seen the options clearly, we can consider new ways of being. Starting an animal shelter means you'll have to do some pretty serious paperwork and buy a ton of fencing very soon. Can you do that in the next two weeks? Great. Now we're in the accountability phase. That's when I'm going to ask if you've got the permits locked down and the fencing installed. From there, we determine next steps and you're held accountable for those too. Might the jaguar want a tiny friend to play with each day? Are any local shelters overcrowded and you can take their extra animals off their hands? Also, where do you go to buy a Pee Wee's Playhouse size yarn ball for your murder kitty to play with? These are all important questions as we go from mess to new ideas, to new ways of being, to accountability. The jaguar, of course, is not just a metaphor. It's the animal in our chest that insists we make things. Those things might be books or paintings or podcasts or photographs or workshops or speeches or films or other classes or courses or whatever it is that we do, the thing that we have to make that is tied up with the jaguar somehow. We have to identify the jaguar and look it directly in the eye like Rocky theme montage level epic directly in the eye. But when we're in mess, we want to avoid the Jaguar at all costs. That means we are particularly susceptible to good marketing. Give me an instant solution to take the Jaguar away. Offer a ship to me Jaguar cage that shows up in two hours and I will buy it. The thing is though, not everything should be instant, Instant is the opposite of what good coaching, self-inquiry, and growth will do for you. In everyday terms, it means we eat convenience foods instead of homemade meals. I was walking through the grocery store yesterday, and I was like, if nothing changed and every product in these shelves, in this aisle, which was very long, stayed here for a year, it would all be edible in a year's time. There's a cost to that convenience. As a teeny tiny example Grapes are now available at all times at our local grocery stores in the U.S. I cannot speak to the world, but in the U.S. Grapes were only available in summer even 50 years ago. They also contained mysteries. Would they be sweet or sour? Would they have seeds or not? What does this particular type of grape taste like? And what will the texture be? Now, we know there's an archetype, a grape is sweet and seedless, a tiny fleshy moon packed in plastic with other tiny fleshy moons. Studies of modern grapes show that they're devoid of the full range of nutrients that were prominent only a generation ago, which I've interpreted to mean when you take away roadblocks, you take away vital nutrients. Might this be true of other parts of our lives? Could the mess and the jaguar, the thing we're trying to avoid, be the thing we need most? Everywhere, and by everywhere I mean on Instagram, social media is trying to sell me meal delivery, craft kits, swipe files, Instagram captions, styled wardrobe boxes, and stock photos. That's just this past week. Instagram has also tried selling me a website designed, quote, just for me, unquote, in 60 seconds or less by artificial intelligence. Some enterprising peeps somewhere have decided that writing, organizing, designing and implementing every part of a website, which we all know to be a monstrous task, can now be done in under a minute by an algorithm. We're living as if the road from beginner to expert is only a matter of money, not of time and experience. Like if we just had more money, we could buy a better, faster, more ideal life. To put the myth differently, if we just had more money, we wouldn't have to experience mess ever again. Mess is vital to the human experience. Tell me what you've learned from the times that you bought a perfect solution. Now, tell me what you've learned from the times you heaved yourself out of mess slowly and steadily. I guarantee there's a whole lot more in that second bin than in the first one oh yes, I was thirsty and so I bought a drink. Okay, cool. There's no story there. Show me a human who has spent decades living unafraid of mess and I will show you a wise and generous human. And I'm not talking hoarders who just make messes and don't deal with them. I'm talking about internal and external mess, that they are willing to walk toward it and face it. The same cannot be said of people who live in that instant mentality. Instant doesn't cultivate any skills or point us toward our own wisdom. Facing mess is also where craft comes into play. Now, hang with me. I know I'm I'm making some jumps here. The living beast in your chest relaxes when you put your hands to the piano or you step onto stage. It's pointing you in a direction that is no way certain, steady, or instant. It begs you to put the mess into words, into song, into movement, into being, to keep the mess in play. Can you show us again, but softer? Will you remind us of why we're alive? Those are the things that jaguar asks for and the craft asks for, and those answers will not be instant. To give an ultra personal example, facing mess means that about a year ago, I gave a speech in another country and it went poorly. No, not poorly like my career is over, but poorly like every joke and slide that I had carefully prepared and that I'd had bare work on punch up with me for, and I ran it past as many people as I could. Like, is this funny? Does this translate? Does this make sense? Um, I had I carefully cultivated so many things to endear myself to the audience. You gain trust and then you spend that trust with like this grand finale. Um, they were not charmed. There was no trust. They were hardly paying attention. <laughs> And so when I told my friends the story, they were like, how did you turn it around? Like, surely this is going to have a happy ending. Uh, I didn't. Oh, they said. And they caught each other's eyes in that like, oh shit, we fucked up by asking sort of way that humans have when we realize we've made a mistake. Um, it was a mess i traveled thousands of miles for. And I just had to live with that. I let the Jaguar out for everyone to see and they were not impressed. The whole experience ate me alive. I will come back to that. Now, meeting in depth take time and craft takes even longer. So when you notice that there's this rise in analog measures, like how many of your friends insist on a paper planner or buy tons of notebooks or have a record collection or want to start shooting film? That's an experience of an invitation into craft, There is no rushing film. It's not going to instantly appear on the back of your camera, no matter how much money you have. There's no screen that is the same as writing with pen and paper. Records have a distinctive magic that remains untouched by Spotify. The Jaguar calls us to the analog because the analog leads to craft. Our bodies also invite us into craft. That's why pro athletes are paid so much and revered so heavily in society, or at least this is my theory, There is no instant athlete. Michael Jordan didn't wake up one day at age 30 as the greatest basketball player in the world. He didn't buy an instant shortcut. He didn't just have really good Instagram captions. We all know that athletes are out there on the slopes or the courts day in and day out. We know they train in the off season. We know they train harder in the on season. We know that we cannot have six pack abs by taking a different supplement or getting to the gym once a quarter, (laughs) right? Athleticism is about craft and we humans respect craft. Most every effort that's worth it in life takes time. The relationships you label relationship goals are not three days old. They're the old couple who still holds hands at age 94. They're the couple who's struggled through cancer or stepkids or moving nine times or taking care of their aging parents, right? There's a craft about their love. It has to be worked on. Ultimately, Being alive is craft. The human experience is not instant. The laundry is never really done. Our bodies are always changing and breathing. Our relationships require tinkering. Our jaguars need to be fed. We are all living with so many demands on our time and our resources. The instant will always be tempting, and I will probably always get emails asking if I can help people make five figures in five days or triple their income in a few weeks. Right? Um, I say no, by the way. That's not a thing. (laughs) New ways of being take time. So if it's taking a while, yes, good, that's the way of things. About 10 months after the horrible, disastrous, no good speech, the organizer wrote to me to tell me that it had changed her life. During my talk, she had seen exactly what was wrong in her life and her marriage. Then she'd systematically left every part of her old life behind, marriage and house, relationships and ways of being. The talk I would deemed horrible and given up on was actually the catalyst for a personal revolution. The organizer is also well-connected and regularly holds events and educational summits for hundreds of people, so her big changes that are life-affirming are affecting an entire community in a positive way. It took a while, that's all. We don't get to decide whether we've failed or not because we never know who was listening, what they were thinking, or when the messages we've tried so hard to communicate will click. So we keep going. We assume there's depth and meaning everywhere we go. We double down on craft. We trust and trust and trust in ourselves, in our work, in meaning, and in the humans we meet along the way. And a far less dramatic example, I've been reading and teaching since age four. And by teaching, I mean like the first impulse I had when I knew something new was to line up all of my stuffed animals and share it with them. That has never gone away. I have a degree in English and have been writing regularly for 20 years. When I can pop off a thousand words in 20 minutes, you are seeing the result of working my craft for decades in action. Not a kit, not a formula, not a quick webinar tutorial. Hours upon hours of listening to my keyboard make its little clicky noises as I type and type and type and revise and type and despair and resist and flail and delete and delete and type. I'm here in business because I'm committed to the craft of being a writer and a wayfinder. Wayfinder is a Martha Beck term meaning, quote, someone who in the midst of chaos can access an inner compass that always points true north. In countless ancient cultures, wayfinders plotted the course for their own lives and for others. End quote. What's a skill you have that took 10 years or more to make look easy? In other words, what are you committed to? Commitment and craft will bring you far more pleasure than any instant answer available. You can't buy your way to meaning, to fulfillment, or to any sort of depths. You will have to get there yourself. Please don't give up your ability to slow down and let things take time. Speed does not coexist well with depth. Please don't let yourself be booted from what Alexander Shia calls interiority. When instant solutions are presented, don't deny yourself the space to sit with an issue, to find the cause, to let a problem take its full shape, or to listen for what it's trying to teach us. And try breathwork. It will help you do this very thing. For interiority, breathehealrepeat.com. There's a free class, paid classes. Just go try it, please. Uh, Please don't believe it when capitalism says we can skip all that mess and buy X that solves everything right now. Please, even further than that, don't listen when X doesn't work and a well-meaning friend suggests you try bulletproof coffee and taking those supplements instead, right? Who hasn't been suggested, oh, it's bulletproof coffee, that's what you need? Come on, you don't. (laughs) Please don't believe you can buy certainty, which is often the product Instant is trying to peddle. Confused, tired, or lost, this will fix it, and it won't. Take in the full extent of the mess. You can just... Just wonder at how big it is, right? Go outside and put your feet on the earth until you feel sane again. Let the jaguar in your chest have its say. Please note that those are all free activities. Taking in the full extent of the mess, going outside, putting your feet on the earth, letting the jaguar have its say. Those don't cost anything. And then listen. When is your jaguar happiest and how can you give it attention? In other words, what is within you that is dying to be born? Which part of the mess most needs your attention? It might be overwhelming and you might think, I'm never going to get out of this. But usually there are a series of red flags that are like, oh, okay, I would start there. And that's it. That's all you need to know. Start there. You don't have to fix the whole mess from step one. You just have to know the next step. What are you committed to? at a personal level, at a business level, at a spiritual level, what are you committed to? I'm so curious about this because when you remember what you're committed to, you are so much less tempted by the instant. What is an instant but is worth it? Whatever it is that you're like, I'm going to get there. It's going to take a while. Yes. Write it down. Reaffirm that for yourself. Where can you stop giving money to quick fixes and easy solutions? And finally, how can you support others in their craft? In particular, if you are desperate to hire X person who is lovely and wonderful to do something, but then you're like, well, they're a little expensive, so I'll just use uh, who's close. No, how can you support the people who are dedicated to craft? And how can you, are there places that you can pay them exactly what they are asking and do it wholeheartedly instead of finding somebody who's like, meh, and then you're like, meh with the results, right? And repeat those questions because they are so goddamn important. So when is your Jaguar happiest and how can you give it attention? We're talking like three minutes a day to start. What needs to happen for you to feel less like there is a being caged in your chest? which part of the mess most needs your attention? What are you committed to? What isn't instant, but is worth it? Where can you stop giving money to quick fixes and easy solutions? And I'm not making quick fixes and easy solutions wrong, right? Like if you don't want to cook, somebody has to provide a meal or come up with something so that your children don't starve. It's not that. It's going with the quickest, easiest solution across the board at the mercy or at the the cost of depth and meaning. So please don't think that like quick fixes and easy solutions are bad, wrong. It's just that if that's your whole life, you're, you're lacking depth and it's going to feel like your soul is dying because it is a little bit. And finally, how can you support others in their craft? How can you say, I see what you're doing, I see how long that's taking, I see the decades you've put into that so far, and I would be so, so thrilled to support you as you continue to do this, because I can't wait to see what comes next. The world is shaping itself in larger movements than we can fathom. You might have helped a person find freedom or shown those you work with whole new worlds within them. You are capable of far more than you realize when you allow yourself to be patient with your life, with your craft, and in particular, this one comes from experience, with labeling your own endeavors. You are most gorgeous and stunning as a human when you pursue craft instead of likes, follows, shares, and open rates. You are finding your place in all that is when you pursue meaning and depth give yourself grace, and learn to trust your own instincts. You are, after all these years, still worthy of love and of being loved. Don't let capitalism try and sell you differently. And unless it's the greatest thing in the history of the world for you, you are not required to have bulletproof coffee or the 18 supplements that go with it. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you would like me to help sort through your mess and move into new ideas, new ways of being, and accountability, I am at kristinkelp.com slash tap. I've got some spots opening soon, and uh, we can talk. Kay at kristinkelp.com. If you have any comments, any suggestions, anything that you would like to say about this, K at kristinkelp.com. Thank you so much for listening, and may you... Locate the Jaguar within you and let it have its say. I will see you next week. I know
0: I can't because now I see I'm never going to stop this train. Never going to stop this train. Oh, I'm never going to stop this train. Oh, I'm.